Today we are back with another edition of Crypto Segments. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And yeah, after last week, we had some great feedback on the new segment idea video podcast that I wanted to put forward. Brainstormed over the week, had some new ideas here for segments and wanted to get the ball rolling and keep the process moving forward here if you are new to the channel by any chance make sure to hit that subscribe button the notify bell if you've been here for a while which most of you have hit that like button thank you so much for that so with all that being said i had a couple new ideas for some segments and we'll have a couple repeated ones as well first one we're going to get into is the underrated story of the week which goes into crypto volume in total and why really in general the coin market cap volume i think a lot of people chart it and look at it and talk about coin market cap volume it's mostly garbage it is hot hot garbage so we'll talk about that also want to talk about the prestigious award-winning shitcoin of the week so I'll keep you on the edge of your seat for that we got a new segment coming up fallen soldier so we'll get into what that is later and then another new segment uh you think borrowing that slash stealing that from my favorite podcast out there pardon my take shout out to any award-winning listeners out there as well but yeah we have an uh you think segment that will be coming up as well before we hop into this week's segments need to talk to you guys about my friends over at linkedin talent solutions when it's time to make a hire for your small business, naturally, you want to find the best person for the job, right? Odds are that person is on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for your roles. LinkedIn Jobs uses knowledge of both hard and soft skills to match you with people who fit your role best. And people come to LinkedIn every day to learn and advance their career. So LinkedIn understands what they're interested in and what they're looking for, which means when you use LinkedIn Jobs to hire somebody, your matches are actually based on so much more than their resume. Matching allows you to quickly get a group of the most relevant qualified candidates for your role. Yep, that is absolutely the case, and I've used it before personally as an employee at LinkedIn in the past. Customers rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality candidates, so if you are looking to make that right hire right now, Post a job today at linkedin.com slash Bobby and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash B-O-B-B-Y. Terms and conditions apply. Let's hop into segment. So for the underrated story of the week, and this actually came out today on March 18th, but for the underrated story of the week, shout out to The Tie. And they put out a research report or really a, an Google spreadsheet that a bunch of people can take the time to read through, walk through, and look at, and then a, a tweet storm that went with it. And the the large scale premise of this spreadsheet and tweet storm was looking at what they considered to be likely real volume trading in cryptocurrency exchanges and how a lot of the represented volume on the on Coin Market Cap essentially is mostly either suspicious or bogus. And we've talked about that before. You know, there's a lot of shady stuff that happens on coin market cap, at least in my personal opinion, or shady data that gets represented, people game data, uh, and people try to suck users in. And this is a really good example of that. And if we pop over to the spreadsheet that the tie listed, they actually listed the top 100 exchanges by reported volume. 
and then they looked at the expected slash reported volume and anything in red they claim to be a high potential of fake volume uh, in the exchanges that are in the green are what they would consider to be more likely normal volume or uh, a higher percentage of real volume and when you look at this in the top 10 in the on Coin market cap the only exchange that they have that is listed that they expect to be have really a low potential for for fake volume essentially is binance bithum bitmax okx digifinex bitz zb.com zbg bw and coinbene all have suspiciously low uh basically suspiciously high potential for fake volume and something that i think you should be aware of especially if you are taking any of this data into consideration. If you scroll down, uh, a lot of the exchanges that you'll notice, many of them that are in the green either require some level of KYC or, or very, very strict KYC, uh, such as if we go, we see Bitfinex, you can see Bittrex, you can see Bitstamp, uh, Kraken, Coinbase, a lot of the exchanges that are based in the United States uh, that have very have to abide by very strict restrictions and then you can see a lot of the fake accounts or a lot of the uh exchanges that have a high potential for fake volume are listed in jurisdictions that maybe don't have the levels of restrictions that places in the united states might although when you look at binance being in the top 10 really top five not being based in the united states at all uh, and basically avoiding the united states in many respects the fact that they're kind of represented so highly is is a positive thing i think for binance when you are looking at real volume so the key takeaway to this is with the data that the tide put forward and the amount of what they consider to be suspicious volume if you look at coin market cap the average reported daily volume right now is about 15 billion dollars about 15.8 billion dollars but if you remove that suspicious volume, the actual real volume or what they would consider to be the likely real volume is only about $2 billion across the top 100 exchanges. And again, I think this is something that a lot of people have suspicions about. Granted, this is suspicious. I think this is something a lot of people have suspicions about, but good to continue to see data confirming places that you might not want to trade on because there is a high likelihood of fake volume and your orders might not be treated as well as they would be elsewhere. Now for the much desired, very prestigious award of shitcoin of the week on the new Crypto Bobby segments, we have to give a shout out to, to Bitcoin SV. Now if we pop over to OnChain FX at first, we'll look at the assets with uh, large to medium caps. Uh, and if we look at the seven day change last week, we looked at a shit coin, which, um, you know, had reduced its value significantly. We also looked at the pump of the week. Now this week, the cryptocurrency market as a whole has performed pretty well. Uh, the seven day change Bitcoin cash BCH, uh, itself is actually up about 24% this week, uh, in the large caps. But if we look down, there's only out of the let's say 55 mid to large cap cryptocurrencies, only four are in the negative in the past seven days against the USD being Theta token, Steam, Icon, and Chainlink just being below, uh, just being in the red. So we had to take a step back and we had to look about what happened in the world of cryptocurrency in the past week. And in my years, 
in crypto Twitter, which has not been that long. It's been like a year and a half. But in my years in crypto Twitter, I have never seen a tweet go as viral in crypto world and in the regular world as this tweet from Isabel Woodford, who is a writer in the crypto space. And the tweet itself is, how old are these girls, sir? In response to Calvin Air, who is one of the larger proponents, to uh, Bitcoin SV and Enchain. Uh, and the tweet is, drinking rum with Cuban dance team in Havana. Now, I, for one, have never made a joke in my life, nor will I make any jokes, comments, or accusations about a certain Cuban dance team that may or may not have been drinking Havana rum with Calvin Air. I will not do so. That will not happen. Much of the reason that there will be no jokes made is because Calvin is now getting certified ID copies of all the legal adults at that pool party, so his legal team will be having fun with lawsuits. And because of all of this, no accusations, no jokes, and having everything completely unrelated to the set of circumstances involving a Cuban dance team and Havana rum, Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, the original, the real Bitcoin, is the shitcoin of the week. And again, this has absolutely nothing to do with the most viral tweet that happened in, in crypto's history, has nothing to do with a Havana Cuban rum drinking team, yada, yada, yada. Has nothing to do with any of that. Out of a set of unique, interesting circumstances, I took a dart and threw it against the board and picked a random thing on coin market cap and because of that Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin Satoshi's vision, the real Bitcoin is indeed the shitcoin of the week. So moving on to something that actually does not involve the age of Cuban dance teams and Havana rum and legal drinking age and things of that nature, you know, getting into the actual interesting things, we got to go to the hot take of the week. And this is a spicy hot take that I, I think, uh, you know, might, might trigger some, some true hardcore Bitcoiners and maybe might make some other people think, but uh, nonetheless, it's a very hot take. It is a very spicy take. And this one is coming straight in from Evan Van Ness at Evan underscore Van underscore Ness. Uh, somebody who is very prominent in the Ethereum community maintains the Week in Ethereum newsletter, which is one of the better newsletters out there if you are interested in what's going on in the Ethereum ecosystem. So obviously um, you know, has a, a, a different outlook on the cryptocurrency world. And Evan's tweet says the following. People ask me why I could never be a Bitcoiner. It's because everyone knows there is no way Bitcoin can survive with a 21 million supply cap. Yet Bitcoiners pretend that 21 million is possible and thus Bitcoin is sound money. Bitcoin is not sound money. Inflation is inevitable. And this is obviously a controversial subject because when you look at the argument around uh, you know, a lot of the Bitcoin kind of maximalist perspective or just people that are very passionate about Bitcoin as sound money, uh, much of that argument is due to the fact that, yes, we know what the inflation schedule is. We know that the supply is going to be capped at 21 million coins. And because of that, you know, nobody can ever issue more Bitcoin. And this is going to be a very predetermined aspect, unlike uh, you know how governments issue money, how central banks issue money, where they just do things willy-nilly and do things however they'd like to do so. And I think that this is 
there's there's a every once in a while on Twitter you see the start of a discussion around what happens when Bitcoin does hit its hard cap limit of 21 million coins are the fees from transactions going to be able to satisfy the the profit demand for miners are they going to be able to incentivize enough security on the network or is something else going to happen and I do think it is a really interesting debate beyond just this tweet but just the way in which I think this approaches things is enough, in my opinion, to really earn the hot take of the week because for many people, insinuating and implying that Bitcoin is going to exceed 21 million uh, as its cap is basically heresy and they'll go after it with a pitchfork and steak knives and lots of other things. So would love to hear your comments as well. Do you think that whether on Twitter or on YouTube, when you look at Evan's tweet, do you think that Bitcoin will ever exceed 21 million as a supply cap sometime in the future? Or do you think that this is the most ridiculous hot take ever and that it is just outrageous and and idiotic? Love to hear it. Now in a very special new segment, we have Fallen Soldier. What exactly is Fallen Soldier? Well, we have to take a look at somebody who perhaps rose to prominence Rose to great fame during the crypto bull market, kept up for quite some time, and perhaps at some point or another, due to extenuating circumstances, due to doxing a female, due to whatever it might be, faded away and is no longer with us at this point in time. Maybe they can come back to life, maybe they can't, who knows? But at this point in time, we have a fallen soldier. And in this first fallen soldier, we have to pour one out for our friend, Philcone Crypto. Now, everybody knows that the light that burns twice as bright burns for half as long. And after what might be considered a crazy bit of time on crypto Twitter in late January, in February, it has been quite some time since we've heard from our favorite Elliott Waves specialist. And because of that, I need to... Take a time, take a little bit of pause, and remember our good friend, for the time being, Billicone Crypto. And for our last segment here, shout out to pardon my take for this one, but we're going with, uh, you think? And with, uh, you think, we're going with something that is incredibly blatantly obvious, uh, yet we're still proving it with data and uh, other aspects. And maybe you wanted to go with, uh, you think, for the fake volume, but instead... Today, we're looking at token sales, and this one comes in courtesy of Funstrat, as well as Rebecca Ungerino, who is a reporter at Business Insider in Markets there, and this is some data from Funstrat that I think is so blatantly obvious that it kind of hits you over the head, but also somewhat interesting to make the point that token funding or ICO funding is, is headed to zero. Uh, you think? So looking at this, we see that uh, March 2018 was actually the peak of ICO funding. It was about 1.75, close to $1.75 billion in funding for initial coin offerings. And so far in March of 2019, we've seen 23 million in ICO funding. So we went from $1.74 billion in ICO funding to less than a year, to about a year later, 23 million 
in the same month. So things have rapidly changed in the past 12 months in the cryptocurrency world. ICOs went from the hottest things around where people were making incredible fortunes and making tons of money uh, and there were incredible scams and all types of things to now basically being a non-industry, a really not even a way to, to raise money anymore. One interesting question uh, that was brought up from Elizabeth Stark in the comments to this tweet actually was, does this include SAFs? which are one of the more popular ways to fund tokens at this point in time, and also were during the ICO boom as well. Um, but does that include SAFs? Not exactly sure at this point in time, but still nonetheless, you see a incredible drop in the overall money being raised via token sales and essentially the ICO industry being dead. Going back to the original thought of the segment, uh, you think? So, that basically concludes our second edition here of crypto segments on the channel. Hope you enjoyed this one as well. If you are new to the YouTube channel by any chance, make sure you hit that subscribe and notify bell so you get these videos as soon as they come out. If you've been here for a while, hit the damn thumbs up button, hit the like button. Can't even speak English right now. And if you're listening on the podcast right now, Always love to see and hear those ratings and reviews. Thank you so much for your time. Crypto Bobby signing out. Hope you have a good one. Peace.